stuff. Well, then in that case, you know what? Uh, I'm going to die because... Uh... <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm we're all going to die, really. There's no but... doubt about that. Yeah. Well, from, from Pizza Hut Pizza. All right. It says it, it says 90, 96, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll put this up. No, 1995. 1995, but... Okay. Change pizza for eating. Okay, so maybe... I'm wrong. I'm wrong, but I didn't... I never had it before then. They only brought it back. Let's see. Well, let's let, let's put it this way. Once my once my folks got divorced, oh, oh. I started seeing things like oh, you go. Pizza Hut pizzas because you know my father would look at me and he'd say, "So what, son? You you feel like you feel like cooking?" And he's like, "Nah, neither do I." And I told him, "Yeah, right, Dad." Uh, I know it'll go go real good with your beer. Let's go. <laughs> so look at Let's this go. real quick, and we'll we'll get on to the show or whatever. But J Pink, throw this up real quick. Look, so for the 25th anniversary, you could get the stuffed crust pizza, and for like 10 bucks more, they would give you just the stuffed crust ring. Ooh. So the entire circumference of just you paid, stuffed crust. You paid more for the pizza. stuffed crust. I think it was like I think it was like eighteen bucks for this. This was like in Dallas and LA. They offered this deal only there. Uh, so yeah, I would I would fuck with that that ring. I mean, that's basically <laughs> just like a giant cheese donut. I mean, that's all it is. Yep. Probably jack off with it and that, and then eat. Yeah, like core cool out some of the cheese, and then you know, you maybe pop back in the white course. No, just cool. use the ring. You know what I mean? Just like. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah easy. Actually, just just you know, not that ring up like you know you get your yeah 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 cap, you know uh, what I mean. Just twist it up, fold it. Got merit badge and not tying, like and then yeah, just a big a big log. Of Tighten that up a little bit and, and, uh, and, and slide that thing up and down. <laughs> so you guys know uh, we did go live on YouTube, right? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> We're gonna have to edit this out. We'll fix it in post. Sadly. It's definitely yeah, not live for everyone. <laughs> I I tried oh, to get God. a word in, but I couldn't. Uh, so I just went live. It was right Ready? as all the pizza talk started. Somewhere in there is... Uh, somewhere Bill O'Reilly is laughing at us right now. So... Uh, well, wait, let me let's do a cold open pretend we're straight. Hey, what's going on? It's Thursday night now. Uh I can't get that excited. Um you know, we're we're excited tonight. It's uh, you know, friends and family night. Uh Matt is uh working another uh extremely long week, so friends and family night here might even get our uh number one fan. Uh, and that's measured with the metric system because he's from Canada. Justin, we hope you call in tonight. We love you, man. Hoping uh, and wishing and praying that you'll call in and talk to us. Tonight, though, it's a little bit different. And we did this a couple of weeks back, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, uh, Ray, Aldo, how are you guys tonight? Good. Good. Now, the question is, are you guys ready to be two-minute men tonight? I mean, are you ready to dive in and pound out a lot it's of stuff? It's a Monday night for minutes? me, homie. Get that payoff. Two minutes. <laughs> usually, usually it takes longer than two minutes for me. <laughs> well, Ray, you turned fifty this year, and things change when that happens. All right, so 
Um, <laughs> so tonight is going to be the lightning round. And if you weren't here a couple weeks ago for the lightning round, question, answer, Q&A, call in, talk to us. But instead of some of the longer form uh, content that we'll have with questions and answers and things like that, this one is going to be just two minutes, right? So we learned on the first one that there's a little tiny bit of a delay. So Jay Pink will kick the counter off. You know, we'll give it about a five Mississippi, and then we'll kick that counter mm -hmm. off. Uh, if you don't hear us at first, just wait. Say hello, say your name, and then launch into that question. Don't wait, because we've only got two minutes for you to ask and us to answer. And then what's going to play then, Jay Pink? Time's up. It's over. That's right. <laughs> Matt here with yep. us in spirit. So that being said, uh, gentlemen, we'll take calls now. And that number is right down there at the bottom of your screen. If you're listening on the earbuds, you can't see it, whatever, that's 304-804-7277. 30480-GRASS or 304-804-7-ASS. So dial those phones right now. Call in. Tell us about how bad the lawn is. There's no judgment here. <laughs> Maybe there is. I don't know. But in any that event. Feast, uh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that just is right. I mean, listen. <laughs> listen. Uh, yeah. I don't even know like what that frame was, but for those of you that 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 are wondering what we're talking about, uh, at some point during a recent show, somebody clipped my face, and I I just happened to be staring at the camera. Now I was also uh, extremely ill and also uh, doped up on a lot of different prescription medications at that point, um, <laughs> and they caught me at just the right time, and it looked like I was pondering my entire human existence uh, as I listened intently from our guest. So. Sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to have those out-of-body experiences and just see what happens. But, uh, gentlemen, our first show here into November. Crazy to think about. And uh, there it is. Look <laughs> there at it that. Is. I look like, I look like uh, you know, somebody just took my stuffed crust pizza away and gave me a fucking salad or something. <laughs> Bullshit. Exactly. Just the ring. And you know what, Ryan? You don't <laughs> look, I take you don't look the high ring. at all. In, yeah, you don't look high at all in that... Uh, in that clip, okay, you don't. It wasn't I mean, high. I was just look, like looped out, like too, too much. Like you know, you need to take too much. Which, by the way, yeah. great subreddit if you guys are into if you guys are into Reddit. Uh, that's www.reddit.com forward slash r. Yes, it is forward slash <laughs> took too much. Go ahead and check that out if you have a moment. You're sitting on the crapper tonight, tomorrow morning, or whenever you listen to this. So, gentlemen, first uh, week, our first show into November. Uh, closing and rapidly here on the end of the growing season for everybody. Aldo, I saw a sub-70 temperature on your forecast that you had sent out. Uh, kind of crazy. So for those of you that don't know, Aldo is uh, in the southernmost, pretty close, portion of Southern California, right? So, uh, you know, the, the long and short of it is that it's pretty damn hot out there most of the year, but you know, in your location, and, and I want Ray to kind of go through a little bit of Hawaii and what you get, right? Because, you know, you guys are both sort of four seasons challenged. So lay it out for us, and uh, what what are we <laughs> dealing with weather-wise in Southern California and in Oahu right now? <clears throat> so right now, um, it's like, I mean, it's, it's great. You know, windows are open, uh, doors are open in the daytime. It's really nice outside. You know, we're averaging in the 70s. Uh, during the daytime and it's, you know, quote unquote cold. Uh, when we wake up in the morning, it's like 48 degrees and it's, that's cold, you know, for us. Um, 
it's nice. It's it's perfect for um, <clears throat> everybody here starting their ryegrass overseeds. Um, everything's looking real nice at the moment. If you already got it going, window's still there. I mean, there's still time to do that. Um, but we won't really drop under. We won't won't get a real frost here ever. Um, it happens maybe once every few years, but even then, it's only like once in the uh, in the whole season, right? Um, we'll linger above maybe. 40, 39 degrees overnight, and then our daytimes will be like high 60s, low 70s. It's really nice. All the snowbirds come over here um, from up north during this time of year, which mm-hmm. they're already here, by the way. So all the campers and motorhomes are lingering around already. Oh, nice. Nice. Ray with a camper once he moves across over here. Ray, <laughs> what about and... November in Hawaii? What what is What does that look like? Weather-wise? It depends. I mean, uh, if we're having what I call a bad year. It's up to 90 in the daytime and 75 at night. We're having a good year. It drops down to 80 in the daytime and mid-60s at night. And guess which I, guess which I prefer, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I, I got a pretty good idea. The colder, the yeah, better. Because- <laughs> Yes, yeah. Says yeah. the guy who is walking around in shirt in shirt sleeves uh, in Louisville. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's weird to think like you know again Hawaii and all that. Like I, I I'm thinking about you know, the holidays here and everything like that. It's cold up in the Midwest and things like that. But we're actually pretty warm here too. We're listening to the guys chatting about Kelly saying he's eighty. Coming up this weekend, we're going to be near 80 on Saturday, so uh, a lot of growth probably still to come for a little while. You got any frosts in uh, in Ohio? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we had cold yeah. weather in October and shut down. You know, our Bermuda. We had two nights. Uh, we were sub 32 uh, in the mid, you know, early early to mid, probably like the 10th, 11th, something like that of October, and that was abnormally early for us. Probably three, maybe even four weeks to have. Something like that happens. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's, uh, you roll with it and go with it. But, uh, you know, seeing a lot of uh, folks that seeded, and I've had a lot of questions come in about uh, seeding and some folks that uh, aren't irrigated and they've had trouble keeping up. We've had very, very little rain here. And it's amazing. We had uh, a little shot and saw some stuff come up. And, uh, again, that, that was like ticket. We hadn't had rain in, in a couple weeks almost. and uh, Sunday, Monday got some rain, and all these seeded areas just right out of the. So. Wow. You guys almost skipped fall. <laughs> you went from summer to uh, winter. Summer to winter, back to now of like fall. It's it's pretty. <laughs> pretty. Well, I, I'm still in in midsummer, and I'm just counting the days when it's going to be over. Uh, I'm hoping that I don't get punked and it be 89 or 90 degrees in December. Which actually did happen a number of times here in Hawaii. <laughs> Imagine it being 90 degrees on Christmas Day. There's nothing fun about that. I don't think I, don't think I would no. enjoy that at all for any reason. I mean, that's wintertime stuff. Well, and of course, the one that I like even less is imagine it being like that on Thanksgiving Day. Mm. Yeah, 
I can believe that. I can believe that. But interesting enough, I uh, our good friend Ryan Nor, who uh, I think I think may we might be able to sneak him in here for guest hosting opportunities here coming up. We'll see. But uh, mm-hmm. he did something interesting. Oh shit! What's oh, here? Follow your live. How you guys doing again? You're up, man. Hey, listen, it's lightning round tonight, so two minutes. Two minutes. If you want to call back, that's fine. All right. I'll give some other guys a go. So lay it on me. What's your question? Go for it. Go. All right. I'll give you three questions, and I'm curious. All right. Number one, how low should you cut your lawn right now at this time of the year? Two, I have like a lime green middle spot in the middle of my yard. It doesn't really match with the rye. Three. What do you think about Ryan Snore, these blankets that's going on with this project right now? I'm really curious on what's going on. I'll let you guys go. Thank you very much. It's awesome. Again, I love you guys. I watch your show all the time. Cheers. All right, right there. Look at that. That was a sufficient question asking from Justin. I'm licking the microphone because I'm so excited to answer these questions. All right. All right. So anyway, I'm wasting time. Uh, as far as the mowing height, mowing height, uh, keep it the same as what you've mowed. If you're anything above three inches, get it down to three inches. If you're anything below three inches, keep it where it's been the entire time. Do not mess with it. Uh, if you're, you know, really high up there going from four down to three, do it over a couple of mows and, um, try to stretch that window out. Don't just hack it down. Uh, the lime green spot, it's probably a different grass. I'm going to guess it's probably Poanya, Poetriv. If you want to cut it out and replace it, get rid of it, go for that. Um, you can just dig it out if you want, reseed, do something like that. And if you really want to, Justin, you can get some of those covers. So Ryan's using a cover that's basically what they call a row crop cover. Uh, it's made by a company called DeWitt, D-E-W-I-T-T. You can get them on uh, Amazon. I believe he's got a link on his video. Go ahead and support him in doing that. Uh, those basically are meant to hold in heat uh, in the soil and also create a higher temperature ambient air underneath those. So you almost get like a greenhouse effect. Uh, so if you do that and you throw those down, you can get really small ones. You can get ones that are down to like 30 square feet. If this area is up, uh, up front's really, really small, buy the smallest one you can get, cover it, pin it down with some sod staples or something like that. Same thing. You can get those on Amazon. Try it out. See what happens. Time's up. It's over. Right there. There you go. Man, right there, right off the bat, our guy, Justin Dawson, number one fan. Again, measure to metrics because he's from Canada. Um, you know, hey, appreciate the question, guy. So, more questions. Uh, listen, this is the, the the rapid fire. I don't I'll know if this is scaring people away. I, I, I think that's <laughs> what it is. I think there's, you got guys like, uh, you know, BB that want to get on here and rap and, you know, cuss every other word um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, take 18 minutes to ask a question, which I love. I love the back and forth. So, BB, not hating on you. I'm just saying. You know, this isn't your format. You're not a on-the-spot, you know, two-minute chess timer kind of guy. But I think Davey would make a horrible podcaster. He'd be like 40 minutes into the episode oh. and be like, all right, let's get right into it. Like, come on, dude. You're so fucking late. Come on. <laughs> B- oh, we got a caller. BB's a miniseries. Oh. Probably BB. <laughs> Go ahead, cowboy. Oh, you're live. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, I have a uh, question about um, seeing Kevin. So, hey, okay, go. I, I just, uh, yeah, this fall I did a uh, a renovation. I have the 
Nazem Mono sand. And I was gonna sand I was gonna do a sand cap um this spring. Um would that be a good idea or a bad idea? I, I have pretty good um establishment so far, but I'm wondering if I should just wait probably till I don't know, in August. Okay. Possibly so later in the fall. If you're when you say it's well established, I mean percent well, a percent of cover, what would you guess? Yeah, percent. Uh probably ninety. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna throw yeah. and where are you located? Uh Champaign. Well, yeah, Champaign, Illinois, pretty much. Savoy, Illinois oh, to be okay. exact. Yeah, okay. All right, I know who we're talking to. We're talking to my boy with the Ray Ban sunglasses on six thousand square feet of grass. That's that right. Our, yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah. So uh <laughs> anyway, uh here's what I'm gonna tell you, and I'll let Ray and, and Aldo chime in too. Uh I would say and this is gonna sound a little wild, I'd throw some sand out there right now because you're gonna get a tremendous amount of sand to wash in over winter time and you're not really going to affect the grass as long as you don't smother it and go crazy right and you can work it in and i wouldn't be too afraid to beat it up a little bit especially given the temperatures we're still growing actively so i wouldn't be afraid to do some right now fafo and see what happens gentlemen i'd sand it i'd sand it right now too because this you're going into low stress conditions for your kbgs so send it now uh I'd rather touch it while it's uh, cool rather than try to mess around with it when it's going to get warm. That's why I really like to do it. I wouldn't have guessed to do it now. Um, you know, I, I trust these guys more than I trust my own opinion. But, uh, you <laughs> know, I, I, your, your call of, the, uh, do of doing it in the spring uh, should also be a great idea, too. You know, that whole spring flush comes through and get a ton of growth to help cover over that, um, depending on how much sand you put down, of course, right? So yeah, if you don't do it now, which would, apparently you should. <laughs> I'm just saying, I a little think you no get, and you get, yeah, a yep, little no exactly. and a little in spring, uh, a, a, a twofer. I'd rather see. I'd rather yeah. see you do generally lighter amounts rather than mm-hmm. going out there and making it look like a sand bomb went off. You know, so uh, again, some of that has to do with logistics, now. time, everything like that. Yep, quarter inch now. No I, I would. I wouldn't be afraid to put a quarter inch out right now. Yeah. I do it all the time. I that, right? in, when I pee. I always think in terms of a, a, a light sanding on cool season and not uh, my crazy sand caps that I do on Bermuda and Zoisha, where it's called inch and a half go time. <laughs> Who's that? Pat? Pat? Who's Pat? Is that his name? Uh, you, you were, right now when you, were, when you said it was the, that was the caller, Pat uh, Econ? Pat okay. Kelly? No, that's not Peacock. No, no, no. This no? guy's from Champaign, Illinois. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, we talked to him a while back. He was the one who oh. did the landscape job that had the sun reflecting off the windows, and it was getting smoked and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Half a ton. <clears throat> half a ton. When, when, per when you thousand. said Ray Bans, uh, I was thinking of him. You know, he does. Oh, he does the uh, vipers. My bad. Wrong. Uh, wrong white guy. Another white guy. <laughs> Gotcha. They don't all look the same. <laughs> Cracker ass crackers. <laughs> no. What? I can say it. No, they don't all. Whatever. No, you're right. They don't all hey, look hey. the same. Yeah. They don't all look the same. And and besides that, uh, Pat Kelly can kick our butts. <laughs> yeah, Pat Kelly. Pat Kelly's a, a warrior. Absolute mm-hmm. dud. Sure. Uh, Evie asked a half a ton per thousand. 
And uh, to answer that question, yeah, that would be like the upper limit of what I'd be looking at, Evie. I mean, something like that would be the, the top end. Go ahead, cowboy. Call your life. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this is a white guy. Uh, location, St. Louis. <laughs> Welcome, white guy. Brandon? Oh, noble savage. <laughs> hey, guys. So, question. I uh, I aerated a ton of lawns this year, and as you mentioned, Ryan, uh, very little rain. Uh, about six weeks with no rain in St. Louis from about mid-September up until this point. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of customers are asking me now that they're seeing a lot of grass coming up. We're getting really cr- close to that hard freeze. Is that grass going to survive or is it going to die off when it gets cold? Would we seed with? Tall fescue or what, what we got? Fescue. Yeah, 99% of these yards are fescue. Yeah, I mean, uh, of the cool season grasses, right, like from a winter hardiness standpoint, and I'd, I'd tell you to go look at uh, University of Minnesota has done a lot of really good work with dormant seeding, late seeding on uh, you know each of the, the predominant cool season species, right? And what they found, generally speaking, ryegrass obviously is the tops in terms of uh, uh, poor winter hardiness. Tall fescue's next and bluegrass is last. So uh, take a look at some of the literature that they have out, kind of talk a little bit about that. I think you may have some attrition, but, uh, you know, that just comes with the territory. And I think this is this goes to, you know, sort of hedging on the price strategy, right, that knowing that, okay, hey, I can't go down to the penny or bottom dollar on what it's going to take for me to see it at one time and walk away, right? You've got to have, you know, a little bit of margin built in there that the uh, is sort of a contingency budget, if you will, take care of that ray do you ever do anything like that when you price out jobs of hey if something doesn't work out i'm still covered to come back and fix it absolutely all the time all the time i mean you hear that Aldo? that <laughs> anything goes perfectly and you know my policy on it is if i did it it doesn't work i'll fix it time's up it's over however However, that cost <laughs> Brandon. is always is built in to what I charge. And that works both ways in that uh, I can tell people, look them in the eye and tell them, you know what? It's okay. I planned for this. I'll take care of it. No problems. And I think that's something I don't know. That was the follow-up I wanted to ask, you know, the caller there, Brandon, and just, you know, hey, is that something – that he did or didn't do, and and either way, you know, you, yeah, you fix it. I, if at scale, it could be kind of tough, but all things considered, uh, yeah, a tough year and a tough uh, tough year in the Midwest in terms of seeding on unirrigated stuff. Because uh, I was talking to uh, Brady, who's uh, a Patreon member, and uh, came down there to Louisville to, well, yeah, Brady four nineteen. He had the same Go thing. Ahead, he had Lonnie seated. Wouldn't coming up. People were crazy. Call your life. Uh, hello. Uh, this is fake Justin uh, Dawson. I'm sorry. Um, what do you call? I'm sorry. What do you call Kelly Coleman having a seizure? A chocolate milkshake. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. oh. That was good. 
Thank you, love my love. Appreciate you. That's I was gonna say the only reason I didn't hang up earlier was yeah. because I trusted the source. Hey, caller, call, is caller still there? I dropped my headphones. Is caller still there? Caller's gone. No, he he, call, he, got out. he got out. Caller, all I'd say is you know with all the hot days they have down there in Nashville, where Telly is, sometimes it's more like shaking up a bottle of YooHoo. That's all. So. <laughs> Call oh, us. we're sitting in. Hands are open. 304-804-7277. Yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say on, on the... Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Grass Thief. Let's see here. Ray, PH. Are you balancing mostly all liquid acts? Specific what? I'm not sure what the question is there, Grass Thief. If you can... If you can... Uh, rephrase... What is this? Happy, I'm assuming that's the city water. I don't know. I'm balancing mostly all liquid. Tap. Apps. Oh, tap. Um, pH seven point four. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Balancing mostly all liquid apps. So. Mm. I think you can skip the humic and bile stems and focus on your pH. You really want to make a difference there. Yeah. Skip. Uh, skip the bile stems. Skip the humic. Uh, NPK micronutrients and look at your actual soil pH and by the way humic and biostimulant based products might not be your best friend in this instance because most of those biostim and humic products are all formulated with KOH which is Mm. alkaline that's true big time uh what is it? Uh, 13, 14 pH on most, not all, but most of those human products? Yeah, thir- mm-hmm. 13, yeah, 13 pH. And... Perfect for your fungicides. Yeah. Mm. Alkaline hydrolysis, what? Alkaline yeah, hydrolysis. And, and I think that's what people. <laughs> people don't seem to get that, though, from time to time. They want to tank mix that all in there. So. Oh, well, man. There, there's a reason why I'm a fan of that product called uh what is it li 700 is because uh-huh. li 700 is acidic and it will drop solution ph down to five five and that'll prevent hydrolysis of products like uh diophanate methyl and pyrethroids because those are products that i know are very sensitive to alkaline hydrolysis There you go. Got to be careful on that. Uh, we had, let me go back here. We had several questions from our show two weeks ago that got sent in. We haven't had a chance to do them on mailbag on burn return. I'll ask them now. Hope to watch. Great. Uh, this is Mark Denovich. Mark writes in, why isn't creeping bent grass commonly used for lawns? I live next to a golf course in Pennsylvania where it's used on fairways and greens. Previous owner used aeration plugs to establish my whole computer. Just took a big dump. You're good. I don't know. Rose for a minute, but you're Gucci. Rose for a sec, and, nope. and you're back. Okay. Well, I better minimize that browser window with all the pissing pics shutting me down. Kidding. <laughs> uh, kidding. Kidding. Uh, all the live jazz and pop-ups. 
if you know, you know. What? <laughs> uh, previous owner used aeration plugs from Greens as topsoil. Uh, what? What was a little patch has now taken over my entire lawn, and I love it. Super dense, and if I keep cutting it low, it repairs itself super quick. It's crowded out of the weeds. Tiny amount of attention in the lawn's gone from patchy and weedy to green carpet. I'm not a lawn fanatic, but it looks like I am. I saw some bent grass lawns when I lived in the UK, but it's a weed according to YouTube. So, Ray, yeah, I know you don't, this isn't your wheelhouse, but you know, if you lived in uh, the Midwest... Would you entertain the thought of a bent grass lawn? Totally. Remember what I said previously where if I ever ended up in the Midwest or the north, northern half of the United States, I would do either KBG or bent for the reason that I can real cut it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I would totally I do it. What... However... I am also aware that, you know what made bent grass less popular for a lawn? What's that? When they took away, when they took away mercury and cadmium. Because <laughs> yeah. bent, bent grass is extremely susceptible to a number of diseases, including snow mold, powdery mildew, leaf spot, and dollar spot. I mean, it does have its susceptibilities. However, I am also aware that the new varieties of bent grass that are commonly used on golf greens have been specifically selected for increased resistance to the most common diseases. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, that, that, was, that was correct. So, you know... Creeping bent grass is not a native plant to North America. Um, the earliest bent grasses that were brought over here came from Germany, actually. And so mm-hmm. uh, as those were bred, you know, other bent grasses came over, um, brown tops, colonials, and things like that from, um, you know, Western Europe and um, UK, right? So mm-hmm. those right. made their way over there, and then they started breeding these together and trying to find what worked and what didn't. So yeah, there's been a number of you know iterations of actual improved bent grass cultivars over the years, and you know you're right, you can now select those out. So I don't know, I uh, I talked to somebody, and I gosh, forgive me for not remembering the name. Um, uh, at uh, oh, it's uh, outside fire on uh, on our on our Discord on our private patron Discord, uh, and it lives in New York, and he mm-hmm. during COVID he killed off like his entire gosh, it's a large lawn. It's like 20,000 square feet, maybe. Killed it off and yes. planted all bent grass. Real mowing it. You sure did. Oh, Go yeah, ahead, cowboy. Right. <clears throat> all right, turn down your radio. Well, I guess it's me calling back again, so I'm allowed to do it, so I'm pretty happy. You can, yeah. Awesome. What do you can got? I just wonder, because I've watched you guys now for a long time, can I just wonder what the three of you guys have done in turf? Because I'm very interested. I, I'm not trying to be rude or nothing like that, but I'm just kind of curious, and I'm going to make it short and sweet. But I'm just very curious on what all, like, because I'm following, you know, I'm kind of a noob, and I know somebody made fun of me and I didn't get the joke, but whatever. But I'm just kind of curious on what the three of you have done with turf over the years. That's pretty much about it. Like professional? for the question. Okay, cool. Thank you for the question. But let let me let me go first. I'm 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 the newbie here. Um, <laughs> I'm currently a student in a turfgrass management program, so 
Um, I'm barely delving into the field. Luckily, I've got these guys to fall back on. Um, it's been a hobby since I purchased my home six years ago, and now I'm actually taking it serious and you know try to start a side business here where I am, since it's not much of a thing where I live here in California. So um, I've been brought. I'm a guest tonight. You know, help answer whatever questions I can answer. At least have some experience with and. Uh, all the big stuff, I'll leave it to the, the gentleman up there. You're welcome. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ray. Well, for me, uh, I guess I'm, I've been like a 30-year veteran, uh, you know, in the turf grass and uh, landscape maintenance industry, and I've managed to take turf grass maintenance to a rather high art where you know i take a very scientific approach to how i maintain and manage turf grass areas uh and that's what i guess differentiates me because the convention is to of course throw more time more labor more materials at a particular issue without actually asking or thinking about why you know, I seek to turn that upside down, you know, and hopefully turn it upside down in the toilet where I can flush away that crap. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what have I done in turf? Um, I I started off when I was like nine years old mowing lawns, like in the neighborhood, that kind of thing, and uh, ended up getting a job as a as a, a youth. On a golf course, small family-run golf course uh, in my hometown, and worked there and uh, loved it. kept kept learning and getting to do new things, and just really nerded out on it. And was getting ready to go to college, and uh, I had a really really good talk with my older brother, who's much older than me. And he told me, he said, "Listen, man, you know, don't do what they want you to do. Do what you want to do, and try it. You know, worst thing that happens is, you know, you go back, you have to start over. You know, you're young, you can figure it out." So I did that. I, you know, I kind of did, you know, something different that not everybody else was doing. And uh, I got to go to uh, university for turf, did that, uh, graduated from there, had a great job, moved to a new city um, with my then girlfriend, now wife, and was working and decided I want to go back and get more education uh, and, and finished another degree in turf and business. And uh, from there, I continued to work in golf and switched over to sports turf and did that for uh like eight years so all in i think i've been doing this now for 20 i'm not going to count the time i was nine years old mowing lawns but i'll count the golf course years and 26 years of my life uh of my 39 years on this earth so a long ass time um it's all i've ever known it's all i ever really wanted to do and uh i don't think i'll ever get enough of it so uh fortunate to do a lot of different things with turf uh you know, uh, interact with people like Ray and even Otto. I mean, I, I think there's always something to learn from somebody, even if you don't agree with everything that they say, even, you know, you know, the guys that we sit here and rag on, you know, the Allens of the world or, uh, you know, I, I, man, I can't say Ron Henry. I, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna learn anything from him, but, uh, you know, <laughs> there's always something you can learn, uh, if you try and you apply yourself. And so, uh, sitting up here with these guys, that's part of it. Like we, we all, I think we all have the same values when it comes to turf, but we do not have the same opinions. 
And I think that's what makes it great is that we can sit here and learn from each other because that's that's the deal. It's like we we could sit here and jam on this for fucking ever. I don't think there'll ever be a time that we get tired of talking about grass. And so uh, that's the fun part about it. But uh, Justin, to answer your question, I don't know what the future holds. I'm a young man still. Uh, um, I'll always do this. You're a growing boy. I, I don't, I, I, I am a growing boy, and I need my food. Feed me now. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't see myself ever doing anything different. I, you know, I, I, this this uh, this crop has basically given me everything that I've ever had in life, and probably will ever have. You know, for my family and for myself and everything like that. And I'm not going to turn my back on it. So as uh, you know, fucked up and as uh, excruciatingly boring and or exciting and or uh, just absolutely infuriating it can be at times uh it's all worth it it's fun and uh you have to embrace the challenge and 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 just keep trying to make it a little bit better so and i'll say this too real quick is that i think that's sort of the the makeup the the dna of the folks that uh watch us whether they're professionals and justin it's not all professionals that watch us right there are a lot of diyers aldo's one right uh that is slowly slowly making the transition over but uh you know to professional but uh I, I think the whole point is that you have a bunch of folks that you know realize that they may, while they may know a lot they know there's still so much more to learn and there's still so much more that they can glean and experience and try and and learn from and what better way to do it than with a group of people that are like-minded um and maybe bust their balls along the way too so uh that's yeah that's my answer and i'll stick to it so thanks for listening to the college lecture series we'll Ryan Demay. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's what uh, that's what makes us all go around, you know. It does, yeah, it sure. does. I mean, uh, hearing Sheila scream every Sunday. I mean, that, that's a little bit of a draw there too. If you if you follow us on Burn and Return. So, which by the way, I do want to give a special shout out to Jay Pink before he can mute me. Uh, Jay Pink has cracked the code and got uh, our podcast rolling again. We had some issues with uh, two factor authentication and. You know some other stuff. Uh, I think Elon tried to you know delete our our podcast account or something. But yeah, uh, uh, no. you know we're paying. We're what I did was I paying just the eight bucks a month now. Took yeah, I took the um, yeah. I, I never got a blue check, and I never will be able to now because I can't afford that. But uh, <laughs> I I had to take apart the studio PC to switch out the tiny little hard drive, and literally I had to pull multiple cards out in order to get to the hard drive and go back to the old one to boot it up, upload the podcast, and then go back to the other hard drive, the new hard drive, <laughs> to be able to do the stream tonight. Hopefully by the time everything is done, um, I won't have to do that again. So, Hopefully. There we go. There we go. <laughs> go ahead, cowboy. Oh, you're live. Yes, this is the grass thief calling in. Oh! What up, man? What up? Hey, how you doing? Doing great, man. What's Good, up? how are you? What can we do for you? Okay, so I, I, I did text a question in earlier, and I wasn't very clear on it. Oh. What I was trying to ask the guys was, when mixing uh, liquid applications... And then um, I, I have a pH of the, my water, my tap water is like, say, 7.4. Should uh, okay, I be lowering no. that tap water first uh, or 
with my applications like humic acid and fertilizers before I'm applying because I'm probably not getting the, it, it the best uh, on nutrients is, yeah. into the turf, if you understand what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a good question. It. So, Ray, talk about tank buffering and why that would be important with high pH tap water. Okay, with high pH tap water, the following products may be negatively affected. Your fungicides, your, your insecticides, and some of your herbicides. Also affected would be phosphorus-based fertilizers and your iron and other micronutrients. But if you are, for example, using a humic or biostimulant-based product, chances are, out of the bottle, those products already have a pH all the way up to 11 to 13. So... That's that's to like also kind of watch out for because my next caveat is are you mixing humic and biostimulant type products with something like a herbicide or a fungicide because just remember that the alkalinity can have a negative effect. Look at that. So that is a good question. I think people probably again. I don't know if anybody's really done a video on that. That would be excellent uh, YouTube content out there for, and it's something you could dive into in the winter time too. So, Evie. Um, yeah, Evie does it. Um, he's gonna put. <laughs> he's gonna find the, uh, the the sexiest way to put pH strips into water uh, <laughs> for some of that OnlyFans OnlyFans content. He's gonna. I can't. If you know, uh, you know. He's gonna have it. Yeah, I was gonna say. If you know, you know. And uh, if uh, if you want to see him put it in with his fingers and just dab it in the water, or if you want to see that's that's on YouTube. But if you want to see him uh, clench his butt cheeks on the top part of the pH paper and dunk that in the water too, uh, that's only fan stuff. Uh, you got to pay extra for that kind of action. So is what it is. Uh, and yeah, if you know, you know. So uh, some good questions there. The let me find. I wanted to get back. It would there just, were some it, really good in my questions. opinion, it would just depend on what it is you're applying, right? I mean, if, if you're talking well, strictly fertilizer, ch- chances are you, you won't have to do much to it since, you know, it, some, you know, um, formulations of, of XYZ, you know, you have a triple 20, you, depending on your nitrogen sources. Um, if you're applying just, you know, a, a, a potassium product or if you're just doing micronutrients, um, it would all depend on what it is you're trying to achieve, right? Now, once you start tank mixing mm-hmm. this product with that product, then you can get a little complicated depending on, what, again, what it is. Because some herbicides, like sulfonylureas, they want to be high pH or they're meant to work in high pH carrier. And then there's things like <clears throat> um, uh, three-way amine that you know would do better mm-hmm. uh, acidified kind of thing. Fungicides, yep. um, some insecticides would do better when the acidifying carrier. Yes, that is totally true in that, you know, and that's kind of why I question what I see on the YouTubes a lot where people throw anything and everything into the sprayer and then they're also adding that to their favorite brands of humic and biostimulant. I wonder how much value they're getting out of that application. I'm going to answer something else. Go ahead, cowboy. Throw another idea. 
Cowboy, you're live. Hey, guys. Taylor from Champagne again. Calling back. Taylor, you're back. What's happening? Yeah, I got a quick <laughs> question about Poland. Oh, all right. So I've, I read some studies um, that you could possibly... Um, Monument. Oh, sorry. Weaken, weaken, <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. You could possibly weaken by starving it out on potassium um, before the winter phosphorus. in the fall. Phosphorus. Phosphorus. Oh, phosphorus. Phosphorus. Yeah. Yeah, potassium Starting to a certain out. extent, but phosphorus. No. Phosphorus. Phosphor, well, potassium to a certain extent, but phosphorus throughout the entire year. I mean, if you look at your next reading assignment is go look at, you know, phosphorus, uh, phosphorus induced deficiency on POA, particularly in spring. So when it's thriving, right, and getting ready to seed out and produce seed heads, uh, you know, sort of at its peak growth time, especially with it being a winter, winter annual. So it, emerges in the fall right it grows through the winter time seeds in the spring and then allegedly dies off but it doesn't in the summer i mean pretty much 90 plus percent of the the poa that we see now are are are, you know perennial biotypes that are still there so the idea that isn't an annual plant is just more talking about the cycle it's still a winter annual but it's also one that uh you know yeah so weakening weakening it yeah um cutting out phosphorus especially Sorry. I, I was wondering, because that, Poe is pretty adaptable, you know what I mean? So I was just wondering, what, now, will there be somewhat of a rebound effect once you did apply phosphorus again, or potassium, yes. whatever? Would, it, would there yes. be some type of supercharge? Yes. Yeah. You see, in the old days, wondering. before we had good herbicides for Poe, or even mediocre herbicides for Poe, one of the established practices on golf greens was to keep the phosphorus level as low Time's as humanly possible. You know, that was the whole idea. And here's another little fun fact. Did you know, Ryan, that mm-hmm. arsenic and phosphorus actually substitute for each other within cells? Say that again. Phosphorus, phosphorus, and arsenic. And the reason why this becomes important is because one of the old-time poa herbicides back in the old days was lead arsenate. Oh yeah, 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 lead arsenate. However, that only worked when. The golf green was kept under conditions of phosphorus depletion, so that the pole yeah, would preferentially take up the arsenic. <laughs> and and that's the thing is you'll find too to to you know Taylor's point is that um, Poe is a prize fighter. You know, you knock it down, get that standing eight count. That MF is going to ha- get up and punch you right back in the face. You know, it's easy to hurt. It's hard to kill, and. uh yeah, I you know the 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 best method I think Irnos and Turf just said it in the chat, but twelve dollar pocket knife, that's a ticket right there. Go ahead, Stay cowboy. Cowboy, you're live. Hello, caller, you're live. 
Hey, gentlemen, how are you? This is uh, JC Morales from uh, North Carolina. This is my second time calling your uh, your show. I, I really appreciate it. I've been listening to this show for over two years. Um, Thank and you. I appreciate all the... Yeah, my uh, I have a quick question. So with seeding, um, I've been working on my lawn in my backyard. It's green, thick, very healthy. And... And what I did for seeding this year, now my front struggles because I have a couple of big trees in the front, but the back where it's nice and green, what I did this year is I just kind of cut it a little bit low. I have a whole fescue, and I put down mm -hmm. about maybe four pounds for a thousand square feet, but I kind of had a feeling of maybe I was just wasting seed. What are your thoughts when seeding very healthy lawns? when they're, you know, thick and um, if, if, am I, was I doing that wrong or, because my, my thought process was if I don't seed, then maybe some of that healthy turf that I have now is going to end up, you know, dying in, 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 in the summer. So how do I go sure. about seeding a lawn like that? It's a good question. Uh, I'll, I'll so the uh, the idea behind you know that that fall seeding and doing it into existing turf, right? You know, if you have dense, healthy turf, it is going to be a chore to change any type of species dynamic. So if you're trying to bring like bluegrass into tall fescue or something like that, like uh, a, a lot of work's been done on that, uh, both in golf turf and in higher cut turf, right, for residential lawns, things Time's like that. Time's up. It's over. I'm gonna keep talking. Fuck you, Matt. Um, <laughs> so uh, it it does. Um, you know, it's been it's been proven. You know, in applied research, right? Like not research papers, but applied research where they're you know they're looking at okay, hey, we do X, Y, and Z. We do one, two, and three treatments and see what this does. And generally speaking, uh, it's hard to do. So you know, we need light. And we need water, right, to a certain extent. Once that grass germinates, we don't need light to germinate seed. We need light to grow new seedlings, right? So if there's a dense canopy over top of that, that can be problematic to get that light down in there. So we'll have germination a lot of times, but that plant, uh, those new seedlings can't sustain life, right, in that type of environment. So th some, some things you can do, right, to give yourself a competitive advantage, and depending on the time of year and how well you're growing and all that kind of stuff, you know, lowering the mower down, right, and thinning out the grass a little bit would help. Also, think about using uh, a PGR and uh, stunting or slowing ahead, down. Cowboy. I wouldn't. Even, I would co set something. Shut the grass down. All right, follow your life. What did I walk into? A mess, an <laughs> absolute mess, <laughs> a disaster. Beware. <laughs> Demay, Demay, what were you trying to say? I was just saying that if you're going to try and seed into existing cool season turf, I would mow a little bit lower to open up the canopy and try to get some light in. If you want to do thatch or do something like that, go for it. If you have interior type fall fescue, that's a bunch of grass. One seed equals one plant, so beware of how well and how much you thin it out. And finally, I would not be at all worried about using a PGR at the absolute highest rate so that you can shut that shit down for a period of two to four weeks, get your seedlings an opportunity to grow up before your existing grass is growing like crazy. You're going to catch a rebound effect at some point. Hopefully you're surfing that wave out and you got new grass seedlings that are popping up near the height of turf. You're ready to do your first mow and everything's all hunky-dory. A lot 
going on there, and you might be able to hit it. You might not be able to, but who knows? Maybe you got a minute to ask a question. Go for it, dude. <laughs> I I didn't hear that part. Say say it again. <laughs> you got forty eight seconds. <laughs> hit it. My my question. I don't I don't have a question. I just want to call and talk to you guys. No, it's Paul Smith. Paul, Paul, Aww. you want to come hey. and talk to us. Now, listen, if you were seeding, I'm going to ask you. No, 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 no. You're going to answer the question. I'm asking the questions. Right. Now, if you were seeding tall fescue, you got 20 seconds. Yes, you were seeding tall fescue into a thick-ass lawn in North Carolina. How would you do it right now, today? In a thick-ass lawn? Thick-ass lawn. Yeah. I'm talking like big booty Latina thick. <laughs> I would. Do oh, bro, don't fertilize see. It. Get a vasectomy. Oh, that's it. My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe two Where's, times. Uh, time's up. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I love you. I'm sorry. I took all your time. Hey, uh, yeah, fertilize it. So, uh, what was that guy's name that we watched on? Um, Oh, on the Joe Knows Turf. Lawn Life, right? Is that his name? Lawn, lawn Life, yeah. Lawn Life? Yeah, Lawn Life. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. hey. Whatever. Do that Lawn Life, yeah. You do that Lawn Life shit. You know? So, yeah, JT, kind of a nuanced question. I think the easy answer is uh, sometimes the best thing to do is nothing, right, Ray? Yes. Actually, a lot of times the best thing to do is uh, not much of anything and... Uh, you know, I'm kind of questioning the logic of keeping turf-type tall fescue excessively sick in the transition zone period because of increased disease pressure. Yeah, so I think I'm that's probably a that. thing. Uh, mm-hmm. The other the other part of that, though, is, um, you know, if you you got to be careful in thinning it out, like I said. Uh, the other part would be, um, what if? Here's my what if to that that mm-hmm. scenario. Instead of spending that money on seed, that you redirected it back into, you know, fungicides and things that will help you not have as much attrition and losses through the summertime. Because we know there's going to be losses in North Carolina and tall fescue. That's just a fact. You are going to right. lose grass. So mm-hmm. if you can protect it um from doing that and, and and having those issues maybe i don't know i gotta go down and well, visit paul smith sometime in the armpit balls ass hot period of summer and, and and see what we're dealing with on some of these uh these north carolina lawns it's, to me I would, my, my opinion would be it would be too hot for full season grass uh, you know. there you go go ahead cowboy oh oh collar you're live Hey guys, it's Zach with Greencastle. Oh my God! Now Zach, hey J Pink, real quick, <laughs> when does Zach's episode drop? Uh, I'm editing it, so it should be around okay. the 11th. Is what I have in the schedule. There we go. All right, so uh, I Zach, I, I wasn't close for that, J Pink, but thanks. <laughs> I was curious. I was curious. <laughs> All right, J, you get a couple extra seconds because that's your time. What's your question, Zach? No, I'm just gonna bust your balls, uh, man, about the iron cutter and the Tahoma 31 we talked about. Yes, <laughs> this is like yeah. this is like the trailer now, Zach, because nobody knows outside of like the eight people that were in the room 
for that. This is like movie trailer shit. In a world where Tahoma exists in Utah. You know, that's that's the whole, like, you know, I couldn't do the movie theater voice. Go ahead. No, that's it. That's why I was asking. If you were, you were going to check on getting a pallet or something like that. I did. I, I, I've asked the question, and uh, I think the thing, the hurdle that we're going to have to jump through is Utah is not fancy on bringing in sod from outside the state. So, uh, well, there's some little ways around that, though, because if it exists on a sod farm, right? So if we transplant it on a sod farm and then harvest it off a sod farm, it just becomes sod, as I understand it. Uh, so uh, working through working through some of those uh, import-export issues here and see if we can, uh, we can finagle something. But in the meantime, you know, if you happen to just get a, a FedEx overnight box with some dry ice packed in that shows up at your door, uh, you know, you'll know what's in it. If you know what I mean. I like you it. Know? I like it. If you nothing know, the, you know, the, nothing, Zach. Yeah, nothing, nothing the dogs are going to hit on. Let's just say that. Like, nothing illegal, but just, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I got you. Uh, I got you. Time's up. It's over. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Thanks, Zach. I'll tell you what. I'm so excited. What? Uh, guy, what? A f- oh, dude! Like it's gonna be fun. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we so we recorded an episode uh, of Thirsty Thursday live because Zach, we missed Zach. Uh, Matt was out. I was twice. sick. And we tried to do the show twice. like yeah, yeah, two or twice. even three times. I think I was. Yeah, I think it was twice. Like really ill. Oh, so yeah, you were. Dumb, we resolved. So you were in bad shape. We resolved to get him in a room. Look at this. Uh, look at me cupping my balls and laughing like a little girl. Um, <laughs> great. What? And Matt's looking well, at me well, like, look, look at him. He's laughing like a little girl and cupping his balls. Ray's uncomfortable. And look, Zach doesn't know any better. He thinks it's funny too. No, look, look at me. Look at me almost busting out of my one 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 shirt. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. yeah. You're like these fucking. I was guys. so fucking swole that day. It was crazy. <laughs> like what's the no, heck? Uh, <laughs> but I will say this, and this is no lie. Like it, you know, it, no reason to lie. Like that was fun to do, not only live, but like Zach was a great guest. He's a very engaging dude that has one of the most unbelievable stories I think that we've ever heard or told. Right, uh, in terms of our guest, right, but even within the quote unquote lawn care community, uh, just a fantastic dude, and I can't wait. Um, for him to try some of the stuff we'll talk about. So you'll hear more about that uh, on the around about the 11th uh, when that comes out. Jay Pink worked hard to set up a mobile studio, which we have never done before, and uh, he made it work. And now we just have to do some stuff. What did you say at the top of the show, Jay? Or Jay Pink? We'll clean it up in post. It just turns yeah. out, you know, that that takes a while. The, so, yeah. A little, a little bit of time, yeah. It, yeah, just I think you're going to finish it, though, before Eric's lawn video, though. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Hey. Just he's going to get it done fire. one day, and he's probably he's probably going to get, uh, you know, an Academy Award. out. It'll be like Best Documentary or something like that. He'll be like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, looking forward to that. And yeah, one of the things we, we kicked around was uh, Zach, who's in a, a in a very water-challenged climate. We'll leave it at that. We'll let the episode drop and talk more about that but um i pitched the idea of maybe using some bermuda grasses out there to save water keep it green in the summertime and not deal with some of those uh 
issues that they have out there in the summertime. So, which aren't many, but are prominent, the ones that they do face. So, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Let's yeah. see here. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, busy bees. Is Zach in the same place? Is Zach in the same part of Utah where, like, um, it snows like crazy over the winter? Yeah, like yeah. Buried he, in snow? That's a, yeah, that's like, a big by, part like, of his uh, <clears throat> Yeah. It snows? Uh, not quite. I think Utah, I Go think ahead, high cowboy. desert. And then I know some parts are dry as fuck. Some, yeah, anyways. Caller, you're live. Caller. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm it's calling going, in man. from the 58th state of the U.S. Yeah. And this All question right. is, I have, um, <laughs> this is the lime sauce. Okay, Brad. I hey. So, um, it is. <laughs> I have, I want to redo my park strip or and my mm -hmm. dogs um that's my dog's bathroom i have two types of bermuda growing in it and one is a fine like really fine bermuda it's a fine blade bermuda this and the other bermuda that's growing in it it looks it has really long wide blades and it looks horrible so i want to have i want to know if like if i just glide the ugly Bermuda and try and plug the rest, would that be better? I mean, I'm trying to figure out the best drainage and everything so that um, the urine doesn't burn the grass. Um, if I were to redo it, what's the best strategy for that? Okay, Brad, what I would probably do to it is I'd actually excavate out as much as possible, lay in sand, and then do my choice of Bermuda sod because what I think you probably got there is a mix of the common Bermudas that they use for erosion control all over construction sites here and the TIF 328 that is present in all of the old lawns here in Hawaii. So, you know, it's kind of hard to not have it contaminate so i'd recommend a total removal excavate it out sand it and then bring in your choice of grass time's up it's over that would be that would be how i'd approach it <laughs> i agree i think um you know, you know if if i had the the wherewithal and you know the funding or whatever <sighs> to do it the way you know the right way would be just exactly how Ray had had um had explained it. And <clears throat> on another note, so the chances are the wider blade stuff is common, and the finer bladed stuff is uh, whatever existing variety that was there, whatever at some point in time. Um, yep. like Ray yeah. said, he said I'll I think do. he said three twenty eight was what you know yeah. what was prominent at, fun fact. at one point. Yeah, because fun fact. At one time, everybody and his freaking uncle took aeration plugs from Wildlife Country Club and used that to establish their lawn at home back in the 1960s and the 1970s. Everybody did it. And the thing is, is that that 328 or 328 so-called is not exactly the most desirable turf grass. It's weak. 
Would you take it over common? No. Wow. Absolutely not. I would avoid it unless absolutely necessary because, you see, 328 was extremely susceptible to take all patch. Mm. And that's, that's why there's wiped, hardly any... That's what wiped everything wipe out, right? Up. Yep, yep. There was an epidemic of take-all patch starting in the 1980s that proceeded to kill off just about all the Bermuda lawns in Hawaii. Hmm. Oops. Makes sense. And, and I mean, Oops. common, <laughs> it just, by its nature, it could be really tough, and you just survive oh, yeah. almost anything nowadays. Yeah. Unless you're, act- I mean, unless you're actually out to intentionally kill it, you know, chemically. Then Right. I mean, yeah. don't you know it all, do I mean? Uh, how many times did you have it. to do Soul Stealer, Stealer to get rid of it? How many Three times, times did you have to do Soul Stealer? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Three rounds. And then, I My mean, you, you know, I still got a little bit that happened to, yeah, to survive that, it, but, you know, I'm not sweating it. Yeah. Is what it is. It came up. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing about common Bermuda is that common Bermuda the survivor, and I just told somebody this morning that told me that their quarter acre of Cistrofespalum is dying on them. You know what I told them to do? Get common? I told them to yeah, <laughs> scrap that stuff and use common Bermuda. I'll be all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I know that's not Ryan's si- silently judging face. <laughs> No. no. No, I get it. I mean, it's... Oh, because yeah. these poor people got bamboozled into laying down like twenty or $30,000 worth of seashore pespellum sod, and they didn't have the means to take care of it properly. But they got fooled. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I told them, you know what? I don't want to take your money trying to maintain it. And I also told them, you're probably going to hate me for what I need to do to maintain it. So let's not even start that. <laughs> you're out there right now. Call us live. We're here. 304-804-7677. Should I call? Should I not call? <laughs> Is it really that bad? Justin has spent more time apologizing for wanting to call a third time than just calling the, for the third time. Just fucking call. <laughs> Justin. Well, and that, and, you know, Free listen, game, homie. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> call. You know, just call, dude. Just call. If the, question is, if the question is, why does it burn when I mow, just shave your pubes like the rest of us, all right? I mean, come on. <laughs> It'll look bigger. Do what you gotta do. Your lawn. Your lawn, that is. I mean... Anybody use a razor to cut their lawn? Uh, what is this? Three twenty-eight week point. <laughs> um, are we still talking about that guy? Yeah, he he's he's calling in here. So, all right. Um, take a few more calls here, and then we'll jump over to the after show. Uh, you know, if we were uh, a bigger and better channel, uh, like our friend Ron Henry, and um, you know, we we had thousands of screaming fans and. All that you'd have more questions, but you know what? I don't care. Speaking I'm fine to sit here. Go ahead, cowboy. You're alive. 
Hey, Ray. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? This is Chuck Brent. from Grand Rapids, oh, Chuck. Michigan. Chuck. Hey. Oh, Chuck Benzie. Oh, my God. Mr. Chuck. What's up? How's What's up, Chuck? Doing? Hey. Yeah. It's good to talk to you guys. Um, first, a shout out to all the uh, northern peeps here. I've seen a lot of great comments, a lot of good calls in the past, so I'm trying to keep that same spirit. Right on. Right on. So what, I do have what, a question. Any questions um, you, okay. you guys know I'm running a fertigation system, um, but mm-hmm. it seems like there are probably certain products that are more akin to a foliar application as opposed to a soil drench application. So I'm wondering if you could just cover that in general. And then when it does come to foliar um, applications with spray equipment, um, when, where, and how should that be used? Oh, boy. This is going to take longer than a minute, but. We'll dive. Yeah, in. Um, I'll hang. I'll, you know what? I can I can hang up and listen to your question when I replay the video because I don't even care what the comments are. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, as far as products, I stepped away for a second. This, uh, it it was uh, why is Mexico the best country on earth, and how come Aldo was so <laughs> graciously born there? PBL tacos. <laughs> PBL. All right. All you need, puppy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um to answer to answer the first part of the question there you know what what are uh, products that lend themselves to this so uh generally speaking i think that depending on how big your system is and what you can accommodate some fertilizers right so uh whether you want to get into the process of melting those down and or you know getting liquid inputs to uh meter into the system those can be useful and it depends on your distribution to form, you know, all that kind of stuff but uh, that, and then the other thing that I would look at strongly would be wetting agents. I know that you know you had a drier part of your summer up there in western Michigan uh, this year, and I believe last year too, uh, you had a wetter summer. But it could be something uh, where you mix those in and don't have to spray those. You know, other things, you know, biostimulants, things like that. I wouldn't be too worried about using that through a fertigation system. I think what you'll find is though a lot of your registered pesticides, uh, in particular, you know, fungicides, herbicides. Uh, and insecticides will say do not apply through a fertigation system. Virtually all of them will say that. And so, Ray, you know, is there are there any other products first that you would look at and say, hey, this would be a u- good use case for a um, you know a fertigation type setup, right? And for the folks at home that don't know what fertigation is, can you quickly describe what that might look like, especially in a home setting? Caller, you're gonna have to we hold. Got another. Okay, fertigation Caller, system consists of a injection pump that meters in fertilizer at a very precise rate, and what that is is most most of those pumps are water-driven piston pumps that are capable of being set to say a ratio anywhere between one part of concentrate to 50 parts of water. I've seen ones that go all the way up to one part of concentrate to a thousand parts of water. And the components that I typically see on such a system are, number one, the injection pump, and number two, and this is extremely important, is 
the state or municipality required backflow prevention device to prevent your fertilizer or additive treated water from wor working backwards into the existing water system. You know, that's one that, you know, that's something very important. And as far as other products that I would like to see used through such a injection system would be, you know how we always talk about amending or dealing with alkaline soils and alkaline water mm -hmm. in a lawn and landscape. Mm -hmm. That is actually one of the best use cases for an injection system where what I would be doing with that injection system is I'd be adding acids to that water to get my water pH down to like 6.5. And then that way, when your water pH of irrigation is, say, set to 6.5, then naturally the tendency will be for your soil pH to buffer down to 6.5 as well. That's just how it there works. You go. All right. All right, let's That's take this call. Point, Caller. Right? There you go. Caller, what we got? What's, we, what's going on? How are we doing? Go ahead, cowboy. All right, so the second time caller. So this is something that I touched that I think it's real important that I don't see nobody talking about all across the YouTube channels. I'm a DIYer, been buying herbicides and, and stuff for a long time now, but really got into it the last, like, six, seven years. A lot of these products, a lot of these products that we're purchasing, right, what I noticed is, a lot of these products that we're purchasing, a lot of them, I found out, they're expired. And now we're using these products, we're paying all this money for them, and people don't even know they're using expired products. Uh, I found a way to call up the company and give them the number on the actual product, and they're saying, yeah, that product is expired. So we're using these products, and, and we're saying, oh, well, we don't think it's working, but we might be using expired products. I think it's something that you guys can bring to light. It's a, it would be uh, for a good show. Uh, that's interesting because, uh, you know, in uh, in professional lawn care, right, so, like, uh, you're not going to get too many date codes. I think they sort of leave it up to you to understand what kind of materials you have and what formulations you have, whereas, Ray, I mean, what would your level of comfort be? You know, there's sort of like that whole, like in the grocery store, right? The sell-by date and then, like, the date that you'll eat it without getting, you know, or whatever. So with the formulations that, you know, um, you know, we see on store shelves that say big boxes and otherwise, like, how would you feel about the stability and, and shelf life of those? Okay. My rules on product, you know, dates and whatever or, or age all goes back to if the product suspends in water correctly, I stop worrying about it. Time's up. It's if, over. If the product is a liquid and if I shake it up and it goes back to how it was with no clumps, flakes, or separation immediately after I shake it, it's fine. I don't worry about it because... To me, on like a 
herbicide or fungicide, a lot of these dates or date codes are nothing more than CYA, number one, and number two. It's nothing more than a way for people to get them to buy more shit, okay? Because what this date means is that you can have a perfectly good product in your inventory and, oh, the date is no good. I got to buy more. You know, that is something that, especially in the, you know, with something like a pesticide or a, or a fertilizer, I don't go by dates. I go by, is the product stable and is the product acting as I expect it to? On the other hand, foods, I'm a little <laughs> more careful because I do like my beef rare, so I'm a little bit more careful. <laughs> I've got two, two takes on that. So one is, you know, on the pro side, a lot of these products aren't sitting on a shelf for longer than you know a year at some times, right? A lot of times no, you're dumping that whole, you're dumping that whole, whole bottle of Celsius, yeah. you know, in one in one shot kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And two, it depends on what it is you have on your shelf. You know, is it a dry product? Is it a dry flowable? Is it a WDG? Is it a suspended concentrate? You know, a lot, a lot of those still have suspension, and then you're you're left with like, okay, so what I got to do? Do I have to, is there a way to put it back in suspension? Is this product, you know, dead? Um, yeah, it just depends on, you know, what it can be. I know some stuff can last, some liquids can last, you know, for years under the right conditions. And then some, uh, I mean, I can't really think of any right now, but I'm sure there's some that, uh, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to sit on for four or five years without, you know, getting that out there. Again, that goes back to the pro and the DIY. You know, if you've got, you know, a thousand square feet, long you buy a gallon of of whatever product you're using at a half ounce per thousand then you know you're gonna take a while for you to use it up so either sell it and split it or you know you are use it up shit if you gotta use it up use it up <laughs> yep <laughs> i just read evie's comment where he says my four-year-old uh, teenage works fine. It sits there and freezes. That, oh, God, that makes me... don't tell me things like that. That hurts my heart. Uh, would active ingredients? Izzy's asking, would active ingredients lose their efficacy? Ray, uh, uh, that's another one where it depends, right? In terms of, I think he's talking about time. Yeah, it, it depends. But then my experience is is that for a lot of these active ingredients. They are so stable that that is not a worry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it, in the older stuff, it did, but not so much. Call your life. Cowboy. Aww. 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 That was. I mean. Justin, try again, Justin. Aww. Come on. Oh, there he is. There he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, cowboy. There you are. What's up? All your life. Last two questions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Stop a podcast. Go for it. Go. I'm kind of wondering how you guys. I, I I've been a degenerate all night, man. I keep watching you guys. I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a, I'm a fucking fan. I can't get enough. Uh, I'm just kind of wondering on on two little points here before I go and call it a night. Um, how yeah. do you put? How do you like all the professionals put your mowers away? 
Do you sharpen your blades before the new season? Do you drain the gas? Do you wash the blades? Do you wash the mowers? I'm kind of curious on that one. Okay. And the only part, oh, okay. the only other question I have on top of that is, are you going to keep running this show through the winter and stuff like that? That's all. I'm sorry to bug you. I'm sorry. I'll no, keep watching you're not bugging us. You're fine. YouTube. Appreciate the call, and, and we're glad that you're settling in, Justin. Uh, for real. So two I'll, things. Here, I'll start uh, with that. I'll start with that. One, I live in an area where it doesn't freeze, so I don't got to worry about that. Uh, just do an oil change when it's up for an oil change, and. You know, I, I use a real, I, I use real and a rotary, so I'll just sharpen the 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 blades, the the rotary blade, you know, once a year or whatever, and then uh, backlap the reel as needed, and that's it. You know, it's different for some some of these guys where they, you know they get buried in snow over the winter, so yeah. Should you do an air yeah. raid like in the in the fall or in the spring? Uh, you know, for you, I would say, given your your weather patterns and things like that, I think fall is probably better, right? Uh, particularly in your area, if if you are going to aerate, if you make that decision, uh, you're going to get the natural benefit of freeze and thaw. So if you do it kind of later, right, those holes will fracture a little bit of soil in between them, and then those fractures will get larger with the freeze and thaw action of the soil. So I'd go for that. Uh, you get a little bit of a double benefit using Mother Nature uh, to help you out. I would put the mower away clean, sharp, ready to use, gas drained out. Okay, so, that stuff so there. Up, only got five seconds left. Are you guys going to keep this show going or no? Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. We kept it going. We kept it going last winter. We'll keep it going this winter. You can't stop us from talking turf. Uh, no, so, yeah, no, you we, cannot. You cannot stop us because Santa, uh, Santa's coming back next month too. Oh boy, oh Santa was gosh. here for a Christmas episode. And let me tell you what, oh, Santa is, oh no. is, uh, is one ornery bastard. Gonna, and I think he, Santa's going to give me hell again. <laughs> I think Santa's going to give me hell you know, again. <laughs> uh, the thing that, that bugs me about Santa is he knows everything about what we do. He really does. Yeah. Go ahead, cowboy. Get away from the guy. All of your life. Hey, fuck, I'm on a fucking old night. Okay, this is uh, Taylor from Champagne again. Got another question about PDR. So, right so, so when is, I mean, I'm wanting to run PDR next season um, on the new graph. Can I start that? I mean, would that be a good idea to start that being that I have good coverage already? Would I be okay doing that? Yeah, if you have if you're ninety plus percent, I would have no issues starting next spring. You know, I'd wait until you get uh, you know, there's that charity mode to knock off all the dead shit. You know, early in the season, get you two or three mows, two or three true mows in uh, before you start doing that. Watch your weather, right? You know, if you're going to be frosty multiple mornings, things like that, I wouldn't necessarily go out and start pulling the trigger on it, but uh, be mindful of it. But uh, is it, this is irrigated, if I remember correctly? Yeah or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, so then I wouldn't hesitate. I think you can go out just, you know, from a label perspective, it's going to tell you, I think, like upwards of 32 ounces uh, per acre on your three-quarters of an ounce per thousand on your Kentucky bluegrass. Do not do that. Uh, I would start at a rate much lower than that, so go out closer to like 18 to 22, somewhere in that range. Uh, you can always put a little bit more down, you know, kind of measure and watch, you know, how quickly your grass starts to come out of regulation and you're mowing more and more and more and uh look up growing degree days and how that works there's a whole bunch of material out there 
uh, University of Nebraska at Lincoln has some really, really good fact sheets and articles on that you can read up and check out. So, uh, yeah, I would what are you going to use? What do you plan on using, Tenex? Yeah, yeah, I'm using Primo. I, I, I usually do follow the Growing Degree Days. I have the Greenkeeper app, so okay. that's usually something I use every year. So I, that's probably what I plan. I'm going to continue using that. All right. Now, to, to piggyback off of Ryan, yeah, watch watch your rates, and um, since it's going to be your literally sounds like your first time, um, see how uh, see how your you know how your land responds to it. You know what I mean? That for if you decide to go with highest rate or the lowest rate, now I would I started off really low on when I started you know my little PGR adventure, just see what you know what happened to the turf. Did it you know how much did it bronze? How much really? How much depression was I really getting? I wasn't as uh, deep into it, measuring clipping volume as some guys that I know, but um, I would start, you know, at a certain level and then kind of ramp it up from there, depending on your growth potential, and you know, see how you do. You know, if you feel like you're taking off too much or it's like not growing at all, well, then obviously you know bring it back or up it if you need to. Uh, we did have uh, a question in the chat from Gravy Lookout. I read that fungicide can mess oh, with your soil microbiome. In the same way that antibiotics can hurt your gut flora, is that true? It depends. Uh, so you know, if you think about what is in soil per se, right? So uh, it's a collection of microorganisms, and that ranges from fungi to bacteria to protozoas, things of that nature, right? So um, you know, obviously, you know, something like a fungicide could have uh, a, a negative effect on that because you know it doesn't necessarily. Uh, a lot of the fungicides that we have now, Ray, don't actually kill fungus necessarily. They prevent it from spreading, right? So they they're not from necessarily spreading. fungicides. Pre- fungistats is the correct Fungistats, term. and they're also what I call very narrow-spectrum fungistats on top of that, in that they so, only affect the specific varieties. And if I may continue the caution or the caveat to that is be aware of certain fungicides for example being effective for certain diseases however they can also promote flare of other diseases just you know be aware and two examples i can think of that of that are azoxystrobin and dollar spot and Plutilanil or Prostar and Dollar Spot. Hmm. So, okay. uh, oh, I, I'm real aware, quick, real I'm aware of those two. <laughs> well, yeah, talk, we're talk a little bit too two. about some of the older chemistries versus newer chemistries and how, you know, for example, like HPPD inhibitors, uh, which is a relatively in turf anyway, a newer class of fungicides that we've, you know, uh, ramped up here as of late on the fungicide side. Versus, you know, um, chlorothalon or some of the other chlorine-based, you know, fungicides of old. What's that look like? Okay, like uh, the thing about the old old school fungicides, like your chlorothalonil, mercury, or cadmium, for example. Those fungicides, I consider them almost non-selective biocides. In other mm-hmm. words, they're toxic to a broad range of organisms. And 
that's the reason why a lot of those products are either not around or their usage and application is extremely restricted. And likewise, there's also another broad-spectrum biocide, Mencozeb. That also is a, you know, effective against a wide range of microorganisms. However, that too is basically on the naughty list <laughs> of the EPA. <laughs> hmm. So, well, there you go. You know, gravy. I, it's a good I question, and I, I think, go ahead. And so, when I'm thinking about, you know, toxic to the soil microbiome. I then have to dive deeper into that question and ask, are they talking about these newer, extremely specific fungistats? Or are they talking about the old school chemistry? You know, which, which one are they talking about? Because, for example, back in the day, a common thing to do was drench the soil with mercuric acetate. Imagine that one, Ryan. <laughs> I would hey, hate man, to be the I operator mean, yeah. doing it. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the back in the day, just the, the overall risk to applicators was a far, far, far cry from what it is today. But there's still people making stupid decisions and you know dumping stuff down storm mm-hmm. drains. So it is what it is here. So uh, real quick, uh, so we're going we're gonna to get ready to transition out here and get over to our after show. But I do, real quickly here, Right, want to make uh, a couple of quick announcements. Number one is uh, we will be live here this Sunday night for uh, our patrons. So if you don't know, uh, check us out, www.patreon.com forward slash burn and return. Uh, that is our patron site uh, where you can access a whole bunch of the behind the scenes stuff, get on our Discord, talk to us, talk to guys like Aldo and a whole bunch of other smart cats that have uh, learned a lot, a lot of stuff, and, and provide you know real-time feedback, answers, questions, everything like that. Kick it with us. Uh, even like things tomorrow night, like we've got the uh, uh, one of our, uh, I wouldn't even say monthly at this point. Sometimes they're twice monthly. Who knows? But uh, there's a power hour on Zoom, and there'll probably be about, oh, I don't know, anywhere from 15 to 25 people on there kicking it, having a good time tomorrow night. And uh, it's a great group of people, and if you want to learn more, just like I said, patreon.com forward slash burnout return. Check that out. Also, as a part of that, you get access to our Discord server, which will take you into our uh, after show, which is coming up next. And uh, as Matt always gives the uh, you know the disclaimer, it is uh, adult and adult talk only. Uh, so if you don't like bad words and if you don't uh, mind not being in a safe space for a little while, it's uh, it's the place for you. So uh, last thing I want to say is, um, given that it is Thirsty Thursday, and uh, given that we have our guest host here tonight. I want to uh, let everybody know uh, that uh, Aldo here is the recipient of our very first Thirsty Thursday scholarship. I think I talked a little bit about it on a previous show, but uh, yeah, so we uh, we basically resolved ourselves uh, that uh, you know lawn care is not uh, it's not getting any bigger, not, uh, not 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 so much talent you know coming into the industry, and we all hear. The complaints about, oh, nobody wants to work, nobody wants to do this, nobody wants to be on my point. Well, you know what? You can sit there and bitch about it all you want until you do something about it. So we decided instead of you know making light of it all the time and not doing anything, we were going to do something. So uh, to that end, we sponsored a, our very first scholarship. We'll continue to do more here. I uh, hope to do it even twice a year if we possibly can. But 
definitely for sure fall. Aldo is uh, is going back to school here uh, to get his um, his two year certificate in turf grass management from the University of California at Riverside, which is the preeminent turf grass institution in the entire state of California. So, congratulations, sir! We're so glad that you are the first, and uh, we can't see we can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Thank you so much. And if yeah. I just may, please say. I was so hyped about it and so, like, you know, shocked about it. I even went and put it in my Twitter bio. Recipient of the 2022 <laughs> Thursday, Thursday Scholarship. And, and it's, it can't get more official than that, guys. It's, uh, it's That's great. it right there. Love it so much. Thank you, guys. Twitter official, Facebook official. There it is. So for now and the rest of the time, uh, Aldo will get to tell Hashtag all of his friends, Twitter. family, relatives, and neighbors that he did win the Thirsty Thursday Scholarship, an, an event that we should all be present for in the future so with all that said everybody have a great night thanks for all the questions in the lightning round we'll do some more next week and we'll take it from there but uh come on and join us over on discord get the link to the after show and uh let's say some naughty words together (laughs) bye-bye